Me and Specs were actually listening to your music, right? And I've always said that listening to your latest track, Not Your Love, it gives me like that sense of like nostalgia. Um, because it reminds me of, reminds me of when I was like, I think seven years old when I was like living in Sweden. You know when you switch on your um, TV and the first channel comes up is like MTV channel yeah. from like the early two thousands. Ah, okay, yeah. <laughs> right, is that was that like the big like the inspiration behind it of your music, like early two thousand sort of vibe? The inspiration for my music has literally derived derives from the nineties. Okay. Um, like growing up, like early yeah, early nineties. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, going into yeah two thousands. Like growing up, I I was like really exposed to the nineties by my older sister. And I just, what I love about it is just how real the music sounded. It just sounds like fresh and you can relate to it because a lot of the artists were storytellers. And that's why I just picked up that genre, like not genre, but that, that um, era of music. Like, yeah, that was just my whole aesthetic. Is it, was it the idea is to bring back the old school hip hop? Was that, do you think, do you think we're gonna see more of it in the future? Definitely, like, for me, I feel like I needed to bring back something that was so, it was such a nice feeling back then. Mm. And I feel like music today was is kind of like missing that just realness, mm. raw, raw, something raw. And I thought I, would, I needed to bring it back, but make it modern. And for me, I just want to have that, like, just 90s elements throughout my music literally for life like even mm -hmm. if it's just the smallest thing mm -hmm. it just has to have something that can make people think that this sounds like something back in the day but it sounds so new mm. yeah well what made you want to pick up the microphone what was it that what was it that made you go okay like this is this is the vibe that i want um so I, i've always i've always like even like from a little as a little kid i've just mm. always wanted to do music mm. But I wanted to do, I wanted to be a singer because mm. I didn't really know, I didn't know any women that rapped or I didn't see any girls that rap. And um, it was when I watched Sister Act 2, mm. I was, that was when I was first introduced to Lauren Hill. Right. And I saw that she sings and she raps. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I, I think I can do that as well. And so from then, like, when I was like 10, all I was doing was writing raps. Like It was literally more storytelling. Mm -hmm. And yeah from 10 years old basically is when i was like yeah this is what i want to do that's so interesting because usually someone would say like oh like an album inspired me to write or pick up a pen or pick up a pad but uh, like a film yeah. or a, a musical film that did has, has such a big impact on you so says yeah. so that so watching this after sister act that's when you thought okay like this is this is it like this is this is when i'm i'm gonna start writing now yeah but, literally. what about what about any what, what about an album that touched you and inspired you um, so also right. I think the album that probably inspired me was TLC Crazy Sexy Cool. Okay. I'm such a TLC fan, yeah, and yeah. that album, from start to finish, is just a, a bit an album based on like personality, mm -mm. individuality, and also like crazy sexy cool. Like, mm -mm. yeah, one thing I love about TLC is that even though they were a group, they were all individuals and you could relate to each each one of them for each of them for different things. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Definitely TLC. Any other movies other than Sister Act, did it what else inspired you? <laughs> I don't think I have any other no. movies. No. Sister Act 
yeah, Sister Acts is literally the. It's the only movie I can think of that really inspired my musical journey. Yeah, I mean, I, I was maybe fighting temptations. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I can't think of any other movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cheetah Girls, I guess. I think maybe I'll. Like, my, my biggest dream. Actually, yeah, I'll, maybe I'll say Hairspray as well. My biggest dream is okay, to okay. star in a musical movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I really want to be in a musical movie. You know, your one of your music videos, Haters, right? So one thing that struck out to me was the opening with the whole, like, your mama jokes. It's like you don't need objects in the back to actually signify that this is the early, like, 90s or 2000s because often we associate, like, your mama jokes with, like, in the early days, like in the in the early two thousands, like when you're in school, like um, I don't know, just way back when, right? So I found it quite interesting how you brought that element to it in the beginning to establish that this is the old school vibe. Yeah. How come you decided to go for like that kind of style? Um, because with with the song haters, mm. um, like a part of it at the beginning, it I used to like like in school, I used to rap with my friends in school, Mm-mm. so I wanted to kind of show that element in that song that I was at school rapping with my friends and it was also a play on um, Sister Act 2 there was a scene where they were rapping in the playground and I wanted to really emulate that but in a I guess a London school way Mm -hmm. Um, yeah so that was literally the idea for that opening scene in the in Haters I feel like obviously music videos are so important to establish a lot of things as well so I was just wondering like what what inspired you like what is because i see that you put a lot of value into music videos as well so what was like what inspired you to create these sort of um sort of artistic style behind these music videos um so prior to that video a lot of my Mm -hmm. music videos start with like an opening acting scene yeah yeah. and the reason why i did that is because um i did performing arts in school Mm -hmm. and with music you kind of music is just the music and mm-hmm. you kind of miss out on the acting and the dancing. And that's why I wanted to, even though I'm not doing performing arts anymore in school, um, cause before music, I was, I was definitely like sure I was going to go into musical theater, mm-hmm. but it just didn't happen. So, um, I wanted to show that side in my music, which is why I have the acting scenes and stuff. And because a lot of my videos are kind of, I just, it was, a lot of them have been in like a basketball court Mm. and with Not Your Love, um, which is like one of the first videos I basically didn't come up with the concept. We gave the song to a director and director Chris Chucky, he came up with the concept of the basketball game. Mm -hmm. And it was only later that I realised that a lot of my songs have been in a basketball court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, There's always a sense of, there's always like a sense of urgency as well. There's always performance going on. And whether like even you got obviously your performance and dancing and singing as well as like in the basketball match, there's always a performance. So um, you can see a lot of, actually a lot of Sister Act 2 and stuff in like in in your music videos. So it's quite interesting. Where did you grow up? Um, So... I grew up mostly in Thamesmead. Mm. I I lived in Elephant and Castle since till I was six, mm. and then I moved to Thamesmead. And yeah, I always claim Thamesmead because that's where I really like, basically grew up. Um, found my friends, went to school. I, well, I went to primary school in Thamesmead, but I went to secondary school in Bexley Heath. But like a lot mm. of the people that went to my school lived in Thamesmead, so yeah. Did they listen to the same kind of music that you did? Were they at the time? Did they have like sort of also the same idea of like what you were trying to go for? Or did they think like okay, this isn't gonna make a comeback in a way? 
Um, I think we definitely, like a lot of my friends, like we definitely had the same like music interest. Mm-hmm. Not, I wouldn't say much of the like artists that I listen to, but like a lot of them listen to people like um, Lauren Hill, mm-hmm. um, like Macy Gray, um, like Faith Evans, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. <laughs> let's say in the future, let's say in about five, ten years time, but who do you want to collaborate with? Um... Who would I like to collaborate with? I think I would love to collaborate with um, Little Sims. Mm-hmm. Like I'm such a big fan of her. Um, there's also an artist called Masterpiece mm-hmm. who I really like. He's just he's actually on the wall back there. Um, he's like okay. a rock star. The one in yeah. the red. Yeah, he's like he's like a modern rock star, and he's just he's just so cool. Like I love I love rock, mm-hmm. kind of. But yeah, like, no, <laughs> basically I don't listen to rock music, but there's like, what, some... what, what kind of rock music though? Um, do you remember that song? Like, we all just want to be big rock stars. Who's that? Who's that again? Yeah. Songs like that. I love songs like we. Oh, Nickelback yeah. and Queen. Yeah. Queen. I thought do. So when you said rock, what about things like Linkin Park? I probably know their songs, but I just don't know what, like, the name of the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, I do, I feel like I do have, like, a a rock, I don't know, like, I rock is, it, to me, is like a form of expression. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with music, you're, it's a, music in general is a form of expression. Yeah, and I feel like Masterpiece does that really, really well, which is yeah, why yeah, I want to yeah. collab with him. If we're talking around the world, um, I'd love to collab with TLC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know. I'll just have to wait and see what the future holds. Do you think it's difficult to bring genres back? So let's say the early hip hop and like obviously music is changing all the time. Mm. So drill right now is becoming so so popular, right? It's it's always moving forward. It's always you know it's become so saturated. So especially in the UK, um, do you think it will be a lot easier to bring back the old school sort of hip hop? Well, comparing it as well, like to like America, let's say as well. Um, for some re- for some re- weird reason, I feel like it would be a lot easier to bring it back over there than actually in the UK. I don't think I don't think it's hard because I think th- I think the problem is that a lot of artists mm. they're looking in the wrong places. Mm. So like like when an artist, for example, says, "Oh, no one's listening to them." Like let's say if they're like an R and B artist, they say no one's listening to them, but it's. I think they're focusing on the people that are that aren't listening to them, and instead of the people that are listening to them. So what what they I feel like it's not that it's hard to bring it back. You just have to find your audience, and then that audience will grow, mm-hmm. and then it will become like a army of people that actually listen to that sound. So yeah, yeah for me. So for me, like I have like a lot of people that resonate with the nineties that listen to my music, and I'm not. Like, yeah, it's quite nostalgic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I know, like for me, like like the uk aren't really like gonna listen to me like that Mm -mm, that's why mm -mm. like my fans is like internet my fans are international Mm -mm -mm. but when like the uk catch on it's because i guess maybe they were just opening their ears Mm. they're opening their ears now to just listen to yeah i could say your music is a lot more global i guess it does it does reach out to a lot of people especially people who grew up in the 90s as well yeah i feel like you show a drill track right now to i don't know let's say uh Someone who's like 56. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think they'll dig it? 
No, no, G. <laughs> They'll probably be like, oh, like, what's this? Yeah. But then if you were to show them my music, they mm-hmm. might be like, oh, this is something I listened to when I was growing yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially in the UK as well. You want to see mixing with other genres as well. Like, I don't know, maybe, would you would you, would you you ever consider, let's say, do, jumping on the drill track? Well, have you tried? Or, 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 or let me ask you this. Did you try any other genre before starting out no so so r&b and old school sort of vibe was the first 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 step yeah that's just always been my thing Mm -hmm. even when i didn't know that's what it was Mm. like even like my rap style when i used to write it just was literally old school 90s inspired Mm -hmm. yeah it's just always been like that I feel like your music it does have that sort of element as well that, that sort of that, that theatrical element where I feel like you could even perform your songs in a theatre it's not yeah. I mean even if you do one day hopefully do a concert you can do it in like a theatre like performance in a way yeah that that would be cool yeah 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 imagine yeah, yeah. but as you said as well there, there could be interludes mm. so I don't know looking at Beyonce's performance as well we're looking at her stage performances. I think they're more of a. Yeah. Yeah. You know, someone even tried to ask me the other day if, um, like, who's the best performer out there right now? I, I, like, to be fair, I think, I think Beyonce is probably definitely one of the best. Mm. Like, I don't. I, since Michael Jackson, I haven't seen anyone that can perform like her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I had to go back and rewatch the Co- Coachella performance. I was yeah. blown away. Yeah. That was, it, was, it was crazy. I was like, there's no one right now mm. doing what she's doing. It's true. Yeah, she, she's literally the definition of what it takes to be an artist. Mm-mm. Like, she like literally works her butt off to make sure that she's that mm-hmm. person that everyone knows. Even newborns know her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they just came into the world. <laughs> But is that is that what you're hoping to do? Let's say if you ever threw a performance, is that is that what you, what you'd hope for? Would it just be just a just a general stand up stage, or would you actually make it really theatrical, nineties sort of uh, hairspray vibe, sister act vibe? Um, backup dancers, singers. Yeah. yeah. Every time I've done a show, I've always made sure that I bring people into my world. Mm-hmm. So it's so like it's like they're in a nineties mm. performance show, and when I do my big show, because I've actually had ideas of that, like I want to, I want people to think they're like literally they're at a nineties show. Mm-hmm. So I want, I want, I don't want people to like sway left and right. I want them to dance like they're actually at a party. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's just the that's the biggest thing I want to do. And fashion also play a lot in the role. So like, what kind of like fashion sense um, does your music follow? So the vintage style? Mm. My style is very, is very oversized. Mm. Vintage, modern. Like I like to, I like to buy clothes from like literally stores like Primark, mm-hmm. like Bershka, just anywhere really, and just make mm. it look like a unique outfit. Any role models out there, like any artists you look up to where you say, okay, that, that I want to put that sort of fashion sense and element into my music as well. TLC. TLC as yeah. well. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like for me, that literally every outfit they had was, mm. it was custom made. So mm. it was like catered to them and they made it work. Like, I just love how like they dressed oversized and tomboyish, but they were still like confident in their femininity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they really like, they really made it cool to just wear whatever and you could still be yourself. I'm actually going to bring up the TLC outfits just so I can get like a clear. Someone who loves TLC so much. <laughs> I was like that with Rock though. Back in the day, I was I was obs- yeah I was obsessed with Rock too. Uh. TLC group. Yeah, yeah, I see it. Yeah, this is like their outfit. Is like when they wear stuff like in the black and stuff. That was that was when they did their. Their oh, is it like, album like fan mail so that's more like modern ish but like their old days like mm-hmm. when they were first starting out is the more colorful clothing yeah yeah, yeah. the bandana the the oversized oh yeah i spotted one of the bandanas in your music videos is that yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. the detail wow see everything every every little element in music videos just has a purpose Anything you put in the back, anything you put in the foreground, midground, any characters you put in there, it's, there's always there's a there's a purpose and an inspiration behind it. That's why I love music videos so much. I think someone should do that. They should make a show where like people are actually like singing, dancing, and rapping, Mm-mm. and base it in the UK. Because like, I feel like our biggest movie that we've had that everyone loves is like Kid Adulthood. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but we haven't had anything that shows like. Imagine the if that was a, yeah. Imagine if that was a musical. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I feel like they love to show like youth in like the whole like gang yeah, light, yeah, but mm. there's but there's a lot of us that that's or even people that are in that lifestyle they there's they definitely love something other than that like mm-hmm. they can rap they can dance mm-hmm. like I feel like we need to show more of that yeah, yeah. yeah. put us in more in a positive light. Why wouldn't you class like let's say Shara's story as like a musical? Because he's there. No one. He's he's just yeah. He's mm. literally not in the movie. He's the narrator, and he's rapping outside. Yeah, <laughs> literally, he's rapping outside of what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. Whereas the actual characters are just acting. So, yeah, it's it's not really a musical. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think we're going to be seeing more of it in the future? Let's say. Let's say. Uh, platforms like let's say Jerome Daily, do you think they'll host like musicals? No, I can't see them. You can't see that happening. Somebody has to be the blueprint well, for them to, to, to do their own thing. <laughs> yeah. A hood musical. That's people will watch that. I I would want to be in it. Like I thought there's a whole other than the gang stuff, there's a whole nother audience that is not located to Yeah. Why hasn't that happened yet? Because not Think the thing is like when you're when you do something different, a lot of people don't want to. Yeah, they, they get a bit too afraid. Yeah. They might be like, do you know what? I don't think people actually dig this. Yeah, but being different shows individuality, and you can be different and be the first person to do it, and then your name is always going to be on. You're the first person to do this, and you're like basically the blueprint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow.
Uh, I don't think R and Jewel is going to be the new R and B. Has that happened? I feel like it's gonna. I feel like there's gonna be a niche, so like not many people are gonna do it, but they're gonna have their unique audience. Yeah, it's kind of like I feel like I feel like it could it could be bigger <coughs> than than what it can what I see for it anyway. I feel like so everything has always got an opportunity to be big, but I see it kind of like if it it, it could have a phase because it just seems like something that. I don't know. Yeah, because of because drills popular. Yeah, yeah. What do you do outside of music? I mean, there's not much to do in this pandemic. Mm. <laughs> um, but before, I I used to play Sims a lot. No way. Yeah, <laughs> Sims. Yeah, like I even was saying that I feel like I need to uninstall Sims on my laptop because it's slowing it down. Oh, you got that? Di- you got wait, you got addicted to it. I've been playing Sims since I was ten, so like well, I'm literally until like now, yeah, yeah. But, but well, on and off because when they released Sims Four, mm-hmm. it wasn't as good as Sims Three. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of put me off because it was like, why the hell would you go back to? They basically made Sims Four a modern version of Sims Two, and it's like, why would you make Sims Three such an amazing game where you have so much freedom mm-hmm. to then make Sims Four and everything be restricted? So it's kind of like, it's not as fun. Like it, it will be fun to people that have never played Sims before. Mm. But for someone like me who's been playing Sims for years, over a decade, it's like, it's boring. Touched any other game other um, than Sims? <laughs> nah, I played Sims on the DS too. <laughs> 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 I'm just like, yeah, I'm just a Sims fanatic. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I like a bit of Tekken. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I okay. played it a bit. Okay. Yeah. Go on with the old school. Wow! Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm working on new music. Um, I have a collab coming very soon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think this. It's funny because I'm I'm not signed, but the way I've been moving, it kind of it kind of looks like like I'm signed. signed. Yeah. And with the collab I'm I'm coming with. I think people are going to be really shocked. Like, yeah. how the hell is this girl doing this? Yeah. Sick. Yeah. Who you collaborating with? Someone. <laughs> you allowed to reveal? No. no. I can reveal, but I'm not going to. Okay, okay. Yeah. We'll do it off camera then. No. I, <laughs> no. <laughs> Bro, this happened yesterday as well. <laughs> Basically, I, I interviewed a, um, you know, the guy who does like, the graphics for Daily Duppy. Okay. He was I, on my podcast yesterday. Okay. And he was just like, "Yeah, I got someone. I got. I did the graphics for somebody else's daily duppy that's coming up." And I was like, "What is it?" And I kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And he wouldn't tell me. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I don't think anyone would guess this because it's just like. So this is this is huge. Like this is everybody should know this person. Yeah. Okay. Wow. It would just be like, what? How the hell did this happen? Yeah. But why is that such a big thing? So, like, what I mean, it's like when someone when someone grows in the industry and they're not even signed to a label. Like, I don't feel like they they need to though. You mean you don't feel I, like people need to sign to a label? I don't think so. Mm. I feel like you can do things independently. I As think, an artist, yeah. you're already growing naturally and organically. You don't need somebody else to be relied on. Maybe I think having a manager is important, mm. but I don't think you need a label behind you. I think for artists, because a lot of artists like when they don't know 
how things are the the main objective is to be signed like they just want to be signed and it's more because of the lifestyle that mm. comes with being signed like especially like the per- perception wise Mm-mm. like the money but people don't realize that some like when you sign to like a major label you're not at the top you're literally at the bottom of the food chain yeah, yeah. doesn't it all go downhill once you sign that piece of paper yeah for most people because they don't realize that the actual they don't realize everything that comes with being signed mm. and when you're independent you're not on a timeline well you're not on a fixed timeline everything just runs by how you want it to run and mm. it's all about timing as well with with being signed sometimes it's immediate gratification but when you're independent it's a slow rising but at the end it it great things happen you just literally have to be patient mm. and yeah that's what i just have to tell myself every single day is like don't worry like everything is is leading to the literally the bigger picture yeah someone was also telling me how like if you really really don't know what to do and like your music's popping off then you maybe it's best to find the label Mm. but i don't know usually yeah as you said it's not from the you're gonna have to start again from the ground up yeah i think to be fair i think the most important thing as an artist is knowing your sound and having an image Mm. because that works is if you're if you want to be signed you might have no image at all and you might not have a solidified sound and the label will give you that and it's not really you Mm. and then it kind of find it hard because the music that you want to make you can't make it because you didn't go with the actual sound that mm. you that you thought you had yeah I've, yeah what do you think is the problem with labels though like at the moment before before mm. it was all about the artist it was all about the music mm. but now it's all about oh the numbers now all speak for itself yeah they literally want with labels they want to sign even right now they even they even sign songs like just one song mm. they want to just sign something that's going to bring them money and have like the biggest impact whereas back in the day they actually signed the artists and develop the artists and make them into something big but now mm. they just pick anyone it's like yeah we're going to make money from this person and once they make that money they just it's like yeah they just leave them if it was that easy to make an artist so like bigger before why not why not just maybe just continue doing that if it's so easy to pick one random person out from let's say the industry yeah mm. yeah cause i mean they've got a lot of money to f- like find a ghostwriter no yeah <laughs> literally because i think back in the day mm. when labels put money into an artist they're they're truly putting it into the artist to develop them but now it's like they they chuck in way more money than they did back in the day, mm. and because they they do that, so that they 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 chuck in a lot of money, knowing that they're gonna make that back quick. So they're not looking for someone who's gonna they're gonna develop over time. They just want someone who's gonna make that money for them like mm, that. Mm, mm, mm. It's like a fast fashion. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Just they quickly just, do it and get it out there. Yeah, mm. literally social media is just so big right now like this is what i mean i feel like you don't need that label i mean like surely if if someone has got maybe a part-time job or like a nine-to-five you can save up to actually get that get your music video and promo out there to the point where you can actually get the numbers up yourself Mm. i think the thing is as well like i feel like there's gems out there like for example there's an artist called russ Mm -hmm. he's independent and he he yeah he is he actually yeah he's independent independent He's actually independent. Yeah. I'm hearing his name a lot yeah. like, around me as well. Like and he literally gives gems on how to do it. But not a, like that's why I say that people that really want it, they don't really want it because they're not, 
most people are not going to watch that video and see how mm-hmm. he's done it and it's like just watching things like that it, it will give you a perspective of how to do things the right way mm-hmm. but oh see he read his book see <laughs> and there's like there's people that i mean yeah there's like you it's like you see like an art someone become an artist a star overnight mm-hmm. and it's like i want that but it's like that i mean that happens once in a I mean, not once in a blue moon, but it it happens. And then what happens to the artist next? It's kind of like, if you just, if you if you focus on like wanting like the, a million views and all that stuff from early, then you're focusing on the wrong thing. Because mm-hmm. the, the real, the real prize is like having a fan base and people that actually listen to your music. That's why for me, I don't really care like, like I, I don't I don't get like artists like like big verified artists like messaging me like oh I love your music and stuff I don't get that but that's not the thing that I care about I care more about like fan to fan like artist to fan relationship because yeah. literally because these artists they're not going to buy tickets to my shows it's mm. the fans so like that's why I know for me like I don't get the most views on my videos but every release I've done the views grow like rapidly within the first week yeah for me that's just the that's the more important thing mm, rather than yeah yeah yeah, yeah. see i knew i knew i knew like i'm acting quite surprised because i knew like russell was a big artist i, I have heard his name about before actually mm. specs was showing me his one of his songs yesterday in the car i was like who is this mm. but I, when he said russ i was i was kind of surprised i was like wow i didn't i didn't even know and, like his, his voice is crazy it's mm. insane but even with someone like to give an example like someone like d block europe they're not signed before yeah, yeah. Mm. So they have someone guiding them in a way on yeah. actually getting themselves bigger. I feel like this is what instead of maybe getting signed to a label, maybe find someone who actually guides you yeah. to the right direction, right path in order to do it independently. Mm. Yeah, I think that's like I would love to get like a like in the future like a distribution deal because mm-hmm. that way I'm still independent, but I just have like distribution, like like. Yeah, yeah literally Mm-mm-mm. and yeah because especially with labels they take a long, huge cut out of your money like you you do all this work to basically give it to a label that's taken a big chunk it's kind of like nah yeah it's like working for one pound an hour i was watching an interview with chester bennington he was also talking about how um he said, "Actually, yeah, I, like you said, it goes to, it goes to the execs, right? And then it goes to it goes to products, and then selling points, and then it goes to um, your managers, and then people who um, organize all the concerts, and then you got gaffers, and then you got you got people, you know, the the mic check guy, and then you got um, and then obviously you have to get back on what you sell, and then it's just like a whole yeah, it's, it's just a crazy bit, like a whole." Yeah, it's mm. a scheme. Like, it's, it's just a crazy scheme. Like, it's just a crazy scheme, in a, in a way. Yeah. It's literally just, like, it's literally the music business. Like, with, as of being an artist, the music is probably, like, 20, 30% of it, and 70, mm. uh, 70% is everything else. So like, like, for example, the interviews, like, yeah, concerts. Mm. Like, mm. there's so much more to being an artist than... A lot, a lot, a lot of people think it's not just the music. It's yeah, there's a lot more to it. Yeah. So when are we gonna expect the new track with um, 
the big artist. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know, you know, maybe this month. Yeah. Maybe next month. <laughs> oh, it's down no, to it's, it's, it's down to the artist. I think it's actually this month, you know. It's was well, it's not isn't it's down to like I think it is this month because it makes sense mm-hmm. for it to be this month. Yeah. Are we are we expecting it on your channel? Yeah. Everything is always on my channel. Right, okay. Yeah. Oh, it's just a feature. Yeah. Mm-hmm. RAE, thank you so much for coming on. Okay. I appreciate you speaking with me. Thank you for having me. It's all right. (laughs)